Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to episode 123 of McChesney Unchained. We're down here at the DMVR Bar and Studio. This place kicks ass off Colfax. Get down here and support all your local Colorado teams. This place is it's pretty awesome now that all the restrictions are lifted and you can get a full house. Come down here and support your Broncos. It has been rocking for the uh, the away games now that the Broncos are home. Uh, we'll see how, how they fill up mile high uh, this upcoming weekend when they play the third preseason game but like i said this is episode 123 of mcchesney unchained i'm your host matt mcchesney as usual hope everybody's doing well uh i want to steer everybody to episode 122 as well this week uh with the great steve atwater now hall of fame steve atwater joining us on the show a couple of videos put up at six zero academy on twitter and instagram at dnvr you'll be able to see it um, and it was awesome to have Steve on last week. So I'm going to direct everybody to 122 and make sure you go check out Steve and everything he's doing and taking the time to, to join everybody here uh, that listens to McChesney Unchained and down here in DVR. So go check that out. Um, remember, you can do it anytime, anywhere you download podcasts. Just type in McChesney Unchained and it'll pop up and we're rolling. So uh, <clears throat> thank you to Steve Atwater last week for joining us. Make sure you go check that out again at Six Zero Academy on Twitter and Instagram at DNBR Unchained on Twitter. And then, of course, at TheDNBR.com uh, where you can follow just about everything. Tomorrow, we're looking to have uh, Darren Shiverini on DNBR Buffs. My man uh, Henry and I will be interviewing the OC for the Colorado Buffaloes. So that's pretty cool to have Darren Shiverini on tomorrow. So we, we usually join you on Tuesday here from DNBR, but we're going to be doing it tomorrow remote on zoom and having shiv join us so that should be pretty cool uh talk some buffalo football and some quarterback play and some depth and really get into the opener up there on the third i'm going to be there with my kids i can't wait uh to get a full house up in folsom that is going to be the biggest damn party in the history of folsom field i know that there's going to be a lot of dmvr people up there i know ryan is 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 jonesing to get his ass up into folsom again so i really can't wait for that night it's going to be pretty cool um so we'll have darren shiverini on dnvr buffs uh, tomorrow with, with Henry and I coming to you from, uh, from the gym and then the bar uh, as we'll be doing it over Zoom. So, look, I just wanted to talk about the Broncos today, and I'm not going to take a ton of time, but it'll be a good 25-minute rant. Um, and, and I'm not going off notes. It's just I thought about all this on the way down here. I've been listening to the, the pundits on the radio and ESPN and yada, 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 yada. I think that there's a lot of good takes. I don't think that there's a wrong opinion about the quarterback. I, I think that there's a wrong way to do things from a structure standpoint with a franchise. And I'm more disappointed in the lack of creativity than anything else here with, Bron- with the Broncos because I, I, don't think that, I don't think that Drew Locke has the, has the professional prowess yet as a professional quarterback in the National Football League. He hasn't had any success. He's won a couple of games, but I'm not going to say that's a lot of success. It's hard to have success in this league at that position, and he hasn't really been supported in injuries and COVID seasons and blah, blah, blah. If they sit Drew Locke 
if the if the quarterback position falls to Teddy Bridgewater, and I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up people's asses, I think they're going to go with Teddy. I think they will. I think Vic is really boring. I think he's old as shit, and he's got an old school mentality, and he's not telling anybody anything, and everything's under the under the vest, and it's not like he's protecting some grand secret. He hasn't won a fucking game in September, but he's not telling anybody a secret. Like there's no secrets, dog. Everybody's got eyes. So if he's safe, if he's going to be safe, old man Vic, which that's what he's going to do, they're going. They have enough evidence right now to stand behind Teddy Bridgewater. If you look at all of his drives, he's 16 for 19. It's a field goal and like four touchdowns. And the field goal was a called back touchdown that he ran in. So he's literally led a touchdown drive on every single drive he's, he's gone in the preseason. And I personally think that after watching the first two preseason games twice each, watching once as a fan and then watching once as – as a as a as a, an evaluator, I think that it is the. I don't know if there's a worse way to evaluate both of these guys than how they've been evaluated against twos and threes mostly. Again, Minnesota was no starters, and Seattle. I didn't see Jamal Adams out there. I didn't see there. I didn't see Bobby Wagner out there killing people. Like it's come on. So I'm not going to sit here and say that the competition level wasn't great. I'm going to say the competition level is not necessarily what you're going to be seeing on Sundays. And the Giants aren't going to walk out the second team on opening day. So, yes, both quarterbacks look good. Yes, Drew Locke looks explosive. Yes, he tore up the Vikings twos and threes. And, yes, Teddy Bridgewater tore up Seattle's backups as well. They had some starters on the field, but – Guys who need to prove themselves and, and are probably first-year starters. We're not, again, Jamal Adams, Bobby Wagner, so on and so forth. So, the, the quarterback competition, I don't think it ever was one. I think that they, you know, they strummed, they strummed this quarterback competition at training camp to feed the media and to feed the fan base. But to honestly think that when they acquired Teddy Bridgewater, there would ever be a quarterback competition, in my professional opinion – at this point, I, I laugh at that. There's no competition. If there was a competition and we were looking about the future and not just this year, especially September, they would be starting the, the young guy in Drew Locke. Teddy Bridgewater knows how to be a backup. If, if Drew is terrible and he's the reason you're losing or holding the team back, even when you're winning, you can always go to Bridgewater. So it doesn't make sense not to go with your future unless he's not. So the future at quarterback, again, is not on the Denver Bronco roster right now. And unfortunately, unless you're talking about a Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer type year, which I'll take, shit, I'll go from worst to first quick and win a Super Bowl with this defense. And, and look, do I think they can do that defensively? Yes. 100%. Do I think that they can run the ball and not turn the ball over and play great defense and have a manageable schedule that puts them in position to make some moves and get into the, the playoffs and win? Absolutely ideal. Yes. 100%. The defense is real. That secondary is as good as it gets. And if they play with the lead and you let Vaughn and Chubb and all these other cats pass rush, Colin, this Collins kid that they drafted late who's blowing up, and Malik Reed, and God knows who else they have back there on defense. When you play with the lead, you just let the animals out. And they can pass rush and, and, and create turnovers. And, you know, mile high and, and power field will be rocking, man. It'll be an absolute – it'll be an absolute – 
death nail to everybody that walks into that stadium. Nobody would want to come here and play. I don't care if it's Kansas City. I don't, I don't care. No one. Tom Brady, don't care. But at the same time, you have to trust your offense to be able to score points and not turn the ball over and protect the passer. And I don't think you have a lot of problems. I really like the offensive line right now. I know Garrett Bowles has been struggling in practice, but, I, again, they go against the same guy every day. Garrett Bowles has figured it out. Dalton Reisner needs to get paid. That guy's playing at a, at a pro ball level. Fat guy touchdown. We'll take it. Lloyd Cushenberry's been pretty good. I mean, he's getting pushed by the rookie, but that Quinn's not ready to play the center position yet. You've got a, a you know a high priced right guard that needs to play to his potential at in Glasgow, and then the right tackle may be a revolving door again. I don't know, but you should be able to cover up that wart if you're good. You can cover that up. The, the, when the Broncos won the Super Bowl, they had a revolving door of offensive linemen the entire season, from Columbus to Ryan Harris to Evan Mathis to God knows who. I mean, it, that's what it is. So you can cover that up if you don't fuck it up. So I guess the question comes down to Vic Fangio is going to sit there and boring-ass Vic Fangio. And look, man, I, I almost want the Broncos to underachieve to get rid of this guy. And I'm not saying he's a bad defense coordinator. He's a fantastic defense coordinator. He's a great coach. No, no one's saying he's a bad coach. He can develop talent and scheme up anybody. But he is the most boring son of a bitch I've ever heard in my life give a press conference or talk about his team with any enthusiasm. Or I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure his, the guys like playing for him. But I can't imagine there's a whole lot of fun or ability to relate. I'm sure that he's the guy that yells, get off my fucking lawn more times than not. So I don't know how much fun playing for Vic Fangio is, but I'm sure it's different behind closed doors. The guy, you know, the, the guys on the team kind of set that tone. This is a good locker room. It's a, it's a veteran defense. It's got some, you know, it's got a hall, uh, def, one definite Hall of Famer on the defense. We'll see about the others. They're in a position to be as good as they want to be, but again, it comes full circle back to Vic is boring as shit, and they are going to run the hell out of the ball. And consequently, I brought this up earlier when we were setting up for the show, but I'd rather see Williams get the rock 20, 25 times a game and be the, the premier back than Melvin Gordon. If everyone's going to sit here and talk about Drew Locke and his struggles, and maybe that's why Teddy Bridgewater's going to start because he's more consistent and we can, you know, he takes care of the football and so on and so forth. Melvin Gordon is a walking turnover. That guy put the, puts the ball on the carpet constantly. I mean, it is 100% the number one thing in every game plan is Melvin Gordon doesn't like the football. So take it from him. And he'll give you that shit because, he always, you know, that, that's what it is. So he can talk about how good a shape he's in, and he better be because 33 can play. And they like him a lot. So if we're going to sit here and say that Drew Locke is a liability, how long until Melvin Gordon is? Because I, I personally think we should just kind of nix that in the butt right now and just play the young guy. Stand there, make your money. It makes getting rid of Phil Lindsay even worse because I'd rather have a, a dog like Phil on the team for no money than an $8 million running back than Melvin Gordon. That's the dumbest shit on earth. Nice signing. So... Look, the Broncos have the ability to be as good as they want to be. Truly. They can be as good as they want to be. The key is going to be, is Vic Fangio going to let the offense play to their potential? And are they going to go the safe route 
And I'm not saying that Teddy's not going to be able to push the ball down the field. I'm sure – look, he's got good receivers, and the scheme seems to be working. Everybody seems to be bought in. Jerry Judy seems to be able to, you know, run a route better than he has in the past these days. Hamler's running by everybody. Sutton's going to be good when he comes back. Fancy elite. They got – look, they got the horses. No one's sitting here and saying they don't. Bridgewater playing within himself is going to be pretty good. I think that people would be dumb to assume that – they can't win with Teddy Bridgewater. It just might be boring. I, I'm just saying this. Have you forgot the last five years? I'll take boring football with great defense every day. Every day. I mean, I, I, you know, the DraftKings sponsors our show here, and we're about to give our love to our title sponsor. But uh, on DraftKings, the opening number for over-under in the Giant game in New York is 42 and a half. I take that all day. They're going the over. I mean, that's 21 points each on opening day. It's happening. Even if Teddy's playing. But that doesn't, that doesn't speak a lot of confidence into the Broncos' offense. Their defense is going to ball. Their offense has got to score points. And I'd rather live in the, in the arena of we gave Drew a chance to make this right and to, to earn the job, and he earned it in camp. And if he fucks up in the regular season and he's the reason they're losing, then you pull his ass and you put Teddy in. But – I think they're just going to start Teddy because Vic is boring as shit and he's, you know, old man Vic and he's scared to, to, play the, to play the young guy who he's seen throw several games away with turnovers last year and screw up Vic Fangio's defensive game plan and blah, blah, blah. This is, this is my point. It, is, it doesn't get more boring than this. So, Everything on this roster is lining up for Denver to be a damn good football team. And if I think they can win 8, 9, 10, 11 games, the, the difference between three wins from 8 to 11 could be six points. You know how tight games are, you know, from Thursday to Monday night in the NFL. So, look, man, if Drew Locke is the quarterback, I think they score more points, but they're more apt to fuck up. And it's more apt to be, you know, dropping a game that you should have won. And I guarantee you, in that meeting room upstairs at Dove Valley, UC Health Training Center, whoever's sponsoring that place now, Vic Fangio's old ass is sitting up there going, look, I don't want to throw away any games. We play in a division with Kansas City. The Chargers are going to be better. The Raiders, that's fucking laughable thinking they're going to be any good, but they might be. You never know. If they can figure out a way to not give away one or two games because of turnovers. Well, that in turn allows Vic Fangio to just sit back on defense, rush the passer with four, play shell, play safe, until they get into a situation where they have to score points. So I think they make the playoffs with either quarterback. It's just different how they do it. I, I, you know, I, I'm not saying boring football is bad. It's not. Boring football is awesome. Smash mouth. Three yards of a cloud of dust, hit these motherfuckers in the teeth, control time of possession, win on defense, rush the passer, be physical. I like all that shit. I dig it. I also think they have the offensive personnel to stretch the field and really, really put some pressure on teams. And Bridgewater is going to read everything from the check down up, and, and Locke is going to read everything from the safety down. So to be completely honest with you, it, it, it's very simple. I understand that most fans want to see big plays and down-the-field throws, and they're spoiled because Drew can do that. I can't put a ton of onus in the games I've seen so far because they're not bringing zone blitzes and dropping defensive ends and, and loading squeeze gaps and, 
and stacking coverages and rotating at you know after the the audible's been called and everything that NFL defenses do on regular season Sundays they're not doing that shit to these two offenses right now in the first two games it's very vanilla and they're they're evaluating just like Denver is it's an exaggerated practice everybody knows that so if Vic is going to go off what he's seen in the past last year I don't know I think what did they they went six and ten last year Five and eleven. I don't know. It sucked though, and there were at least six games that could have been won if Drew Locke knew how to call a front, ID a mic, and and just change protection. Because there are people running open all over the field, but he'd never know because he's getting hit in the goddamn teeth. I watched Carolina last year, and I just look at a depleted team offensively that didn't have Christian McCaffrey, and you know was pretty boring and had no defensive presence, and that's why they struggled. Teddy Bridgewater can't work with nothing. So can you inject him into a talent-filled room and just expect everything to work? I hope so. Can people in Denver survive with boring offense and winning ugly? I can, but I'm a grunt in the trench. I don't give a shit. So I, all I care about is the W. I don't care if we win 12-9. to 9. Did we win? Okay, victory Monday. Boom. That's all I give a shit about. So... I think they have the personnel to win ugly. And if you have the personnel to win ugly in the NFL, you damn sure have the personnel to win to win scoring points and, and scoring a lot of them. So, personally, I start Drew. Professionally, they're going to start Teddy. So, get ready for just what's going to happen, everyone. I mean, Broncos country is going to go fucking nuts. And I'm going to sit back and just cross my legs and be like, wow. Hold on to your ass because it's about to get fun. Look, man, you could. this could either do one of two things. If Drew Locke gets benched, I almost hope Teddy Bridgewater underperforms and they drop a game to the Jets or Jacksonville, even if it potentially keeps them out of the playoffs. Because if, if they don't come out in September 2-1 or they don't start 3-1, they are fucked capitalized, period. I mean, you're, you're playing the number one and number two pick in Jacksonville and the Jets in back-to-back weeks after opening in New York, you've got to be 2-1 and one minimum before you've got, you know, the, the Ravens and the Steelers and the, the, the schedule gets real. So let's just be real. So, look, I think everybody should be held, held to the same standard. And if, if Drew Locke is being questioned as a starter because of the liability of turnovers and dumb football plays, then Melvin Gordon has to be held to the same standard, period. And that's not happening. That's not happening. Melvin gets days off and is back padded and, oh, I'll be ready for the regular season with absolutely nothing to base that on other than him saying he'll be ready for the regular season and everyone just being, okay, Melvin. And Drew is being, it's in the competition of his life. But they're going to touch the ball, you know, retrospectively about the same. I know Drew has to hand it to him, you fucking dummies. I'm just saying he's going to touch the ball a lot. And he's a walking turnover. Just like Drew's a walking turnover. So I guess the question is, which walking turnover are we going to roll with offensively this year? Because those two guys are going to have the, the majority of the touches. I think they should go with Drew and 33, not Teddy and Melvin Gordon. And I think we're going to see a lot of Teddy and a lot of Melvin Gordon. And if it works, is there any way we can win and get rid of Fangio? That's a good question. Could he just, like, have a great season and then just quit and give the reins to somebody that, like, watches the offense practice and gives a shit about it 
like a Kyle Shanahan. T- I know we could have hired him, but Elway and, and Shanahan don't like each other. By the way, that's the dumbest fucking reason on earth not to hire Kyle Shanahan, by the way, because his name's not Mike, idiots. So I just it, it really pisses me off that we still have a defensive-minded head coach in Denver. After the John Fox experiment, like, we went to Kubiak, and it, it, we won a Super Bowl, for God's sakes. And then we went to Vance fucking Joseph, who's – I love VJ. He's my guy, but a defensive-minded first-time head coach, terrible hire. And then they went to Fangio. I mean, that's even worse, man. I mean, he's terrible. He's terrible. Take your Bronco hat off and tell me he's a good head coach. Because he's as old as your grandpa and shit, and he has funny one-liners with the media at practice when he's not answering any questions, and people are, are asking him, like, what does, what does pretty goddamn close mean, Vic? Come on, man. It's like a World War II answer. How close are you to taking Iwo Jima? Oh, well, we're pretty goddamn close. Three weeks later. So, again, I, I'm, I'm over the old man shit with Vic Fangio. I'm, I'm over it. I don't know how we can win and replace him, so that sucks. Uh, but again, if, if, you know, if Pat, Patty Boy and the offense can figure out how to not turn the ball over and be consistent, then we can win football games. <clears throat> but uh, the uh, hilarity that's about to, in, in, just in here alone, DNVR, people are going to fucking freak out. Freak out when Teddy Bridgewater goes as the starter. Freak out. And they have every right to. But at the same time, you know, it's, you would think that you would think about the future too, but if, if they think they're good enough to win with old boring-ass Teddy Bridgewater and boring-ass Vic Fangio and boring-ass Melvin Gordon and a bunch of electrifying receivers who all run 4-3, I can't wait to see this play out. So I guess we'll see. Uh, I will say this. Like I said, the, uh, the opening line on the Broncos and the – uh, Giants for the over-under is 42-and-a-half, and that's, that's some preseason number shit right there. So I'd be taking that one in today's NFL, even with the Broncos and the Giants not being able to score points. They're gonna, it's going to be 27-24, 24-21, guaranteed. i take that number quick. And like I said, the NFL is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner for the NFL, and it's giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Bet $1 on any NFL, on any NFL game during the first week of the season – and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right, DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any Week 1 game. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odd boosts. Plus, you can make every game the big game with same-game parlays. I can attest to that. I was hitting those last year like wildfire. It was pretty awesome. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any one week one game. That's promo code DNVR to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the National Football League, must be 21 21- years or older to Colorado only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 so like I said go to episode 122 and check out the Steve Atwater interview that'll be up at 60 Academy on Twitter and Instagram and at DMVR Unchained all week and uh, look if you agree disagree with anything I had to say on the show and I mean if you agree with it cool if you disagree with it 
<laughs> I don't give a shit. I mean, that's the beauty of this. This is my fucking show. Deal with it. Uh, so, I, again, don't want Teddy, but I think we're going to go the boring-ass route with old boring-ass Grandpa Vic. So, I guess we'll see. Need to start 2-1, and one, and I'm sure they will. Uh, next week on episode 124, uh, the great Rob Nikovich, the great Rob Nikovich shit. Uh, my boy Rob Nikovich will be joining us here uh, on episode 125, I think. I, I already forgot. Um, talking NFL as a whole, we'll start talking about division winners. and I'll give you some of my ideas on you know where you can put some of your money on the division winners on DraftKings, stuff like that, championship games. Uh, again, last year, I mean, I'm not trying to stroke ego or anything, but I, I cleared a good like, 35, 40 Gs last year betting. So, you know, I kind of know what I'm talking about to a point. Uh, you got to just take a little bit of the dash of madness. You can't operate like this all the time. Only I can do that, but you can try. Um, check out everything at 60academy.com and at 60academy on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We are a wrap. Check out the turning point also this week as we talk about Justin Simmons. So, thanks, folks. Later.